Hi, I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we talk to producers, engineers, musicians, and fellow gearheads about their dream studio. They'll choose where in the world they want to be, they'll describe the studio vibe, but, and here's the rub, they had only six pieces of gear in that studio forever. So they get a computer, an audio interface, and a DAW included then they will choose six other gear-related items and one luxury non-gear-related item for the studio. In this episode, we're talking to drum and bass producer and DJ Danny Bird. Now, Danny is a self-confessed studio obsessive and he's produced on a multitude of different setups during his career. He was one of Hospital Records' first signings in 2008 and has gone on to release four albums and stacks of incredible remixes. So, shall we find out how easy he finds it to build a studio with only six bits of gear? Let's do it. This is Music Tech's My Forever Studio with Danny Bird. All right. Okay. So, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. So here we are today with Danny Bird. Nice. Nice to be. This is the quickest, quickest walk. I walked here. It was like five minutes from my yes. house. Yeah. Well, nice you know, to do that's a not podcast the only, in Bath. Obviously, right? not, that's not the only reason we asked you, Danny. No. We are uh, we are big fans. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate we didn't just that. stick a pin in a map and draw a circle let's, let's, and say, right, who's local? Let's just say it worked work for us both. So, okay. So okay. let's kick things off. Um, Mac or PC first? It doesn't. It's going to be the best version of that. But Mac, yeah, it has to be Mac. I I I started out on the Atari, which is still. Uh, we'll get. We'll probably get back to that, and maybe 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 that will go in one of the other items. But like. I struggled so much from the switch from like, you know, in about 2001 where everyone went in the box and everyone went in the box really quick as well. It was kind of like interesting. And I was on an Atari and an Akai and that was a powerful setup. Like the timing on MIDI timing on the Atari was really nice. And then going from that to a G4 Mac, which was pretty powerful for the time, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, I use, I always use 64 track. I always use loads of stuff, intricate stuff in production and I just could not get on with it. So I was a Mac guy, but very begrudgingly. And it wasn't until the G5 came out. I remember, remember when the G5 came out that it was like, ah, this is powerful enough now to kind of um, do the business, you know, and, you know, so, so, so I say Mac, but I, I, you know, I still, still wounded from those years of like, <laughs> you know, Mac, Mac, because it, you know, I don't have time to learn anything else, but you know. Um, also, whereabouts are you going to put your studio? Because this is, this is a big thing. Where's it going to go? Okay. So, so we're going to, so you, well, we've got an unlimited budget, have we? Yeah. Unlimited, unlimited budget. budget. Fantasy yeah. budget. I think, yeah. I think, I think we've been thinking about this a lot, actually, me and my partner. And, you know, like, do we want to move to London? No, we don't want to move to London now. Like, you know, do we want to move to Bristol? Well, maybe, but maybe not kind of thing. And like Bath, for as much as I moan about it, there are, there are a lot of things to moan about. But I mean, Chris, you live in Bath. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of things to moan about Bath. I probably find it hard to go. So there's this, there's this canal house that looks over Sydney Gardens that was for sale. It was for sale for a good, I think it was about 2.5 million or something. And I was thinking, I used to walk past that as inspiration. And so, 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 yeah, sometimes I do that. Like I walk past the thing and go, yeah, I like to do that. And so that would be my dream. That looks over the canal. I don't, I know it must've been some famous architect that did it. It's a beautiful house. So would you have the studio looking out over the canal? Um, maybe I'd have to, I'd have to go and do a viewing of the house. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, ba- there's a basement, there's grand rooms that there, there any, any room could be a studio basically in there. But that's interesting know. though. You'd stay, you'd stay where you are now I in think, Bath. I think so, man, because like, you know, it's. That's a real compliment the, to Bath though. I, yeah. I think it's just like people get caught up in, you know, don't get me wrong. You have to go to London 
once or twice a month. You have to go to Bristol once or twice a month. Catch that vibe, catch that inspiration. But you don't need to be there 24-7. Because if you're there 24-7, there's a lot of distraction as well. You know, you see a lot of mm-hmm. people. You know, I, I've always seen it like... like um, like kind of working with musicians and stuff like Bristol has a has a load of like talented musicians singers songwriters guitarists you know everything but the real the ambitious people always go to London but they're not necessarily the most talented the talented guys are the ones sometimes that stay in Bristol but don't realize their ambition does that make sense you know so like it's it's you know it's an interesting thing there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of industry nonsense yes. in London. So, I mean, I mean, there's a lot get done, a lot, lots get done as well. But I think, you know, stay in Bath, stay with the with your, like, friends and family and kind of just dip in and dip out and just, you know, just make things happen. It's done all right. You know, you've got to, you've got to, be, you've got to be here and work with a London work ethic. You yeah. can't you can't be chilled out and just, just work at the... Although this yeah. is the fantasy studio, so you can do whatever you want. All right. We've, <laughs> you ma- can be- we've, we've made it. We're just going to yeah. just make ambient music. So we're making ambient music. We're looking Sounds over the canal good. in yep. Bath. What's the uh, audio interface then? Uh, is this Dream Audio interface? This is it's a free item, Whatever so it doesn't want. come out of your six. Okay, but um, it's uh, it can be anything. Do you know what? I I use the Apollo stuff. I I like that. That's very practical for the money, and it could affect your other items in terms of plugins as well. So I think I'd go with the uh, Crane Song conversion. Mm. I go for some Crane Song egrets with the Quantum conversion, and I get one of their interstellars for the two track back in. I reckon that's like the height of conversion at the moment. That's a cheeky workaround on the one audio interface it item. It is very <laughs> cheeky workaround. We need to tighten these rules, Chris. Yeah, it's it's taking it. the piss. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay no, we'll go We'll go with that, right, okay. Yeah. So we've got this set up. Uh, and what, this? let's describe, I mean, this isn't one of your items, but describe what your, because there's various the sort of incarnations of what a studio is, yeah, from sure. you know, from ones that look like spaceships yeah. to to ones yep. that are sort the of... white room. That's the big one now, isn't it? The white room with three ravens in it. Yeah, it's you know, the Ioki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks nice, but a cup of tea. You know, I drink a lot of tea, and, and my <laughs> missus is always like, put it, put it on the uh, coaster. You know, that that is going to get ruined yeah. quick. You don't want to ruin your dream studio with coaster with tea stains exactly. and little tea rings. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. You know so, so what's happen. your dream studio look like in terms of the aesthetic? Is it wooden? Is it is it is it, um, is, is it, it low ceilings, high ceilings? What's the? It would be windows, no windows. Yeah. Uh, j- ah, really good point there. Yeah, no windows. I think I like the no window what? vibe, and I tell I tell you why because I like I don't like being affected by nature when I'm when I'm writing, and, and, and that sounds weird, but as in like, look, we're looking out the window at the moment. Now. We're looking out a window. It's a, it's a sunny day. Makes you feel a little bit happier when it is, you know. Chucking it down with rain makes you feel a little bit sad. Yeah. So, so if you, you want know, to make a sad a window, song, it's sunny a, a windowless environment is it is an emotionless environment, and you create the emotion. You know, that, that's always kind of been my thing. And you can put the lights down. That's good tip. I would, yeah. I would like a windowless studio. I do like, I do like that kind of vibe. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And what about the rest? What would do we have sofas in there, or do we keep it quite clean? Is it just your chair, yeah, or do you have? There'd be some sofas. I, I think like acoustics would be the the number one thing. I mean, um, I've just sent you offline, like uh, mm. I've just taken on a studio in Bristol. I've been looking for a studio for ages. Like I, I do all my writing at home, but I don't mix at home. So I've always mixed mixed in other studios, in Lon- generally in London, which is a nightmare, you know, because you give three or four hour drive and then have to try and mix a track in the studio. <laughs> yeah, right. Then go back the same day. That is quite a task. So I've just taken a studio in, in uh, Bristol and it's it's acoustically perfect. Like it's it's... High, very high ceilings, 
um, trapping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that would be my main concern. Acoustics, you know, there's no, there's nothing more important than that for me. Um, but as, you can as, have you as, can have the acoustics and have it all like you say, spaceship being clean, or you yeah. can have like it curtains and soft and lava lamps. Uh, yeah, 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 lava lamps. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what? I'd be just. So grateful for having a studio that sounded perfect. Well, this it is the be... fancy, Danny. You I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> you I t- just, you t- dream I, a little bigger. <laughs> dream <laughs> bigger. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know if you've seen Dr. Dre's studio. Be like that. Dr. Dre's my <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really bothered. All right, then, Dr. Dre's studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's a fancy studio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. As long, I know. But as, long as it has good acoustics, that is the yeah. main thing. And people, people overlook that. Like people build stuff in like rooms but with low ceilings now low, low ceilings are bad for acoustics as far as i gather this is stuff i learned this but so you know if you have massive main monitors in there that is not good for a low you know you know as, as a high ceiling you can control that and i'm not an acoustician i don't know about you know acoustics is the most important thing in a studio but by, by far all, uh, above all the kit you know and i don't know enough about that to say i just i just hope that the acoustician would make it but i like if I'm talking property stuff, I mean, I re- we renovate. I probably I like a grey carpet. I like the grey grey carpet. Maybe that grey paint. You know, maybe it'd be like a kind of grey room. That kind. Of, you know, that's okay. that's the modern vibe. That'll probably change in five years' time. So yeah. you know, I don't know if I'm setting the scene here. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm getting yeah. this. I'm getting yeah. this cool grey studio, acoustically yeah. perfect, overlooking the canal, but with no windows, so you can't see it. Uh, <laughs> maybe there, maybe there'll be some blinds there. Maybe yeah, blinds, blinds, blinds are a good idea. Blinds, so you yeah. can. Roll the blinds up yeah. when you've got when you want some inspiration of that view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, got the audio interface. You've got your your Mac. Yeah, door of choice. This uh, is free. Lo- this is the free uh, one. Okay, Logic yep. Pro. Yeah, Logic Pro. St- I always use Logic Pro st- since the Atari. St- stuck it. No, I was with Cubase on the Atari. Yeah. No, but I mean, after you left the Atari, it was straight onto yeah, straight onto Logic because that was the one that everyone said you should go on to because it's got the best MIDI and the best tight timing. It definitely didn't have the best tight. Time. I mean, no, no, no MIDI was ever tight on a Mac or a PC, in my opinion. Like so, uh, begrudgingly, I sort of stuck with Logic. But then you know, like, you look at all these other doors and everyone's on Ableton or Fruitless, and you just go, I, you know, I've, I've downloaded them, I've tried them, but it's like. Sure, this is not going to change anything in my production really like you know it's this it's whatever's up in your in your head and mm. what you can get and, and then and then there's the other thing you could switch to another door and then by the time logic 11 comes out they've got all the features that you wanted anyway you know so yeah. you just you know yeah it, it, it nothing nothing no technology holds you back now it's not like the old days you know no no, no door can hold you back you know just to Add to the pressure of the door selection. Yeah, because like, yeah. you're limited to your six items, yes. your hardware and plugins yeah. and things. Okay, does Logic have the best included bundle? You think so that you can supplement those? You know, because some doors you need to add loads of cool plugins to them. Or well, you got to go different versions yeah. to get like. Ah, uh, well, well, that was one good thing about Logic for the for the cost of it. It always had a lot of good good plugins and you still find yourself you go into the native yeah you still use the native stuff like the EQ one is just easy because you just double click at the top of the channel strip if you just want to roll something off I mean I use uh, a lot of UAD plugins I I won't lie I use a lot of UAD plugins now Uh, the Massenberg uh, MDW it's my EQ I'm doing doing a lot of high passing with that because I've actually realised that high passing with that sounds better than doing it with the logic one you do think a high pass is just a high pass but it's you know there are different i don't know it just feels a little bit better if you there's something really you want it smooth it kind of like works works better for better but but again logic if you just want to roll the bottom but it's there at the top you just double click eq and it's there you know 
But I don't use the compressors so much in Logic anymore, actually. I suppose, you know, the more you go down the UAD system and mm. stuff, you, uh, you know, they are superior plugins. But, you know, you, if you can't get the job done with Logic stock stuff, you, you can't do it at all, you know. It, 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 there's nothing, you so know. I, I just want to stay at this point. You can't game the system by having one of your items as the UAD bundle and having all oh, those yeah. plugins. <laughs> okay. No so, bundles. Right, okay, okay, so that should no be clear from the outset. Yeah. Oh, okay, right, yeah. No. You can't just say, oh, my one item is all of the UAD plugins. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, they, I think, um, I think Ronnie Sy's got uh, a, a trial for a year by UA, and, they, and, and he got all the, all the plugins for a trial for a year. But then, of course, he used them all, one everything, and then and then that's going to cost him a fortune when it comes back. <laughs> it's a good way of getting. It's like le- less is more sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah, you're like like you know, you got you want to try that Shadow Hills compressor, and you want to then this, then that, you know. Well, so let's move on to the first. So it is a it is a fantasy studio. It's your forever studio, but it is limited on these gear choices. So you've got six now, and we're gonna we're gonna go through those and, and tell tell everybody why you're choosing these particular six okay. six bits forever. Mm, uh, forever, okay. Number um, one in at number one. So you're gonna need one. some you're gonna need some monitors or headphones. Let's go monitors first. Actually, yeah, Genelex all the way. Yeah, I got some Genelex eight three five ones that uh, I love. I've had a, I've had, a, I was a, I was a Mackie guy before that on the 824s, which were good. They were the drum and bass monitor of choice because they used to go super loud and they'd have loads of bass in them. But, um, you know, t- times do move on. And, uh, you know, like I, I actually have blew so many of those monitors as well. I, I honestly, I had like a, 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 a um, about 10 blown monitors in my hallway. <laughs> How do you blow? My, my, How are you blowing it up? Uh, I haven't it too loud. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. And uh, you know, because uh, yeah, just just racking them out basically. Because mm. you know, they were they were they weren't cheap, but they weren't ready, they weren't ex- they weren't really expensive at the same time. So it was sort like mid level, sort of prosumer. Yeah, level. I just I just got, I just got used to got used to them. And, um, but then like after blowing them for like the you know they did used to. Did you used to blow? That, that, again, that was probably my fault. Blow, you know, having them up too much. You know, maybe, maybe their protection software wasn't as good as it should have been. Or but whatever. it's a big investment going up to like the serious side of monitoring. That's mm. a big well, leap. So. Well, what it was, it what attracted me to the Genelec. I don't know what it was. I, I tried some Focals, and they're excellent monitors. Actually, the SM9s, they're excellent because they've got them in the hospital student. They're they're excellent, but they were too big for my room. When I, well, I did actually get a pair. And bloody hell, carrying them up three flights of stairs as well. The weight, I mean, yeah, you need to, you know, it was a good workout. Uh, but they didn't sound right in my room just because of the acoustics in my room. So I knew that I needed something a bit smaller. And then when I saw these Genelex 8351s, they were brand new. I think I had the first pair in the country and they had the GLM, SAM, or whatever they call it, yeah. room mm. correction. Yeah. And that really appealed to me because I was like, well, my room is terrible. Mm. And basically anything that I got sounding good in my room, I'd take to a student and be like, what? Right, it's not meant to sound like that. You'd spend the day trying to get it back to where it sounded at home, not even mixed. You know, you're just trying to get it back to where it was where you left it. And the Genelex have just been like kind of game changer with that. They, they just that it really does work. That software, like it really does work. And it, it's it's come to the point where, um, you know, if I have to mix something down in my room, say it's a remix or something like that, on a, on on a, on, um, a timeline and a deadline. I can do it. I can get by. Like if it was a main single, I wouldn't want to do it. Feel safe doing it. In my mind. I want to check it every. But then they, they, I can't remember. Someone said, you know, you're not a proper engineer if you don't test it out at least three different systems of record. And that's true as well. You know, so I suppose if you're doing something you want to play out the weekend as well, you can get it really 
pretty lively in that room. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. So they they were a game changer. And actually, I, I, I was telling you, I t- taken on this new studio in Bristol, and we put the uh, H351s in there. But I've got I've got a spare pair as well. And uh, we put them in there and they sound amazing in there. We did the room correction in there as well, Mm -hmm. because although this room is trapped out, you know, I'm going to say it's best sound room in Bristol. I'm going to state my claim now. (laughs) But, you know, room correction takes a room that's that's 97% and takes it to 100%. And we we pinged the room and we did the, you know, it's really easy to do the room. Yeah, I remember I went went to the launch of those, just to say, and they did a a demo in, in the... Uh, in Finland, yeah, in like a stone, yeah, like, you know, like a, crypt, a, yeah, a crypt or something, like a stone yeah. crypt. Yeah. Obviously, sounded horrible. Yeah. And then they activated the software, and it was yeah. like it went from being like a bathroom, sounding like you were in a bathroom. To, yeah. And I was like, this is nuts. Yeah, so I, how, I, how are I, they I, doing? Yeah, that, I, I, it is. It is amazing. And when, <laughs> Magic when, Sam. When we were in this studio, when we were in this studio, this is this is the weekend, mine. This is this, this is on Friday actually. When you press the bypass. It was kind of like, it still sounded good because obviously the room was yeah. good. Mm. But when you engaged it, it sounded like it had been mastered. It was weird. It was the difference between like a master, a non-mastered version and a ma- it really weird. I can't Bizarre. explain it. It was like, you know, yeah, but it, it was obviously better and it was, you know, it it, it just evens out the problem. So we're talking uh, about, I was talking to uh, someone from Genelet about getting, so the interesting thing about these Genelets is they sound great in my room and they go up, they go up to a nice volume. But in a well-trapped room, they weren't quite going up as loud as they as I'd want them to. So maybe in because your of the studio, amount of trouble. You... So I mean, talking about the twelve thirty-eight. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah. Or they're mm-hmm. big. They're big. They're, you know, they're, they're, so maybe they're, those are the ones for the Forever Studio. They then. could be the ones for Forever Studio. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, they'd be good. They'd so be good. So Genelec twelve thirty-eight. Twelve thirty-eight. I mean, I haven't heard them yet, but I trust Genelec. Yeah. Like, I've got big trust in them. That yeah, was another like, thing yeah. actually. When I when I visited, it's, they had this sort of ethos that. Right from the smallest ones to the biggest ones, that kind of it yeah. just sort it was of transparent. It just sort of yeah. extends, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as they get bigger, you just hear more and more low fallout, and like so, they are really transferable. Like it's if a, you have to work on smaller it, ones, it still it's has a the transient same. response as well from there. Like in those new ones, like the transient, the, the snappiness. Yeah, so even my girlfriend noticed it. She's like, I love it when you work when you work on a gen. Like the your mixes now, they're just snappier, and you know it's transient. And that's a required when you're working at tempos that you're working at as well. Yeah, you it's very important. Yeah, yeah. It's very important. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. So yes, bring on, bring on the twelve thirty eights, man. Bring them on. So that's if one. Gen- Genelec want to give me a free pen, and they're more welcome. <laughs> That's one right. item down. Okay, Five one more o- to go. Okay. Uh, is there any particular? Let's let's talk about software. Is there anything? So you've only got the logic and the stock plugins right now. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, is there software. a synth or something that you couldn't? You, you yeah, can't I suppose, it's just boring stuff. It's like Serum, I suppose. It's like, but it's forever. So if it's Serum boring, is, huh? yeah, Serum is forever. I, I never got on that well with Massive, even though like everyone was like before Serum, everyone was on Massive, and. Um, people made some crazy noises. I was always one of those people that like just got with my bases. I always just got by, by either using a sample that like, you know, I might use just like a wall and then a, a sample of that. And then like, I might use a massive patch that someone's given me. And, and somehow I always just got by, by making bases. But I was like, I always felt like I was faking it. You know, I was never a synth master and I never got on with massive as a serum is like, I, I've, I've surprised myself with some of the bass. You know, I'm, I'm, it's definitely my weakest kind of point um, on 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 production. But that's Simpsons, why you need a strong Simpsons. tool, I guess. If you've got a weakness, then you need the tool to yeah. help. Yeah, you, but so. Serum just kind of makes a bit more sense to me. And it's 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 um, it's it's you know, I mean, everyone's using it, but it 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 does what it says on the tin. But you know, like a Serum, say like a a Serum sub bass 
going through analog equipment, going through a few channels of analog equipment and be boosted, it comes back and then saturated. Now that that's a nice sound. So are we going to see another item? Yeah, definitely, definitely got to have some analog choice bits. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced on summing yet and all, and all that kind of stuff yet. I'm not. I, 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 oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence. I haven't really done enough tests on that, but mm. I've got some vintage. Um, well, I say vintage, but they're uh, SSL four thousand strips. Nice. That a company called Recycle Audio that are really good made mm. me. Um, they're two SSL four thousand strips in a in a rack. And I put my kick and snare through those, or or a sub, you know, like real fundamental elements through there. So is that G series? Yeah, G series. Yeah, G yeah. series. Yeah, and and that is like those are my secret. In fact, I want to buy three more because they're wrapped. If you think about it, they're taken straight out of the desk. But if they're wrapped up, then they're kind of wrong way around. Yeah. So what I want to do is buy another another three of them because they they only come in they come in two. So then you'd have eight channels and then make a bespoke little sidecar. Right, but we're on hardware inserts. That'd be pretty sick, you know, like just just to run out your kick and snare and your bass and well, your, that could be. It. I'd give you, I'd give you that as one item. I don't know. That's about a you one right. item. Yeah, that's if you an SSL sidecar, sidecar <laughs> as yeah. One yeah. Item. sure, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah. because you could have yeah, just picked it's, a G series. Is it? That's true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You I, wanna... but, but you know, I think that's like a modern way of working because it's like you could, you know, you could, you could go down the road and have a desk and do all that sort of stuff, but. You know, I do love the idea. You know, a lot of the time when I'm putting a kit, say a kick through the SSL, I'm boosting it and getting that the compression and the snap. Which, by the way, you can't. You know, the plugins are good, but they don't they don't match the hardware. You know, they don't match it. But but sometimes I'll put a plugin after that. Now, in you know, if you do like hard, an SSL plugin, after no, that, not or... an SSL plugin, but maybe like a limiter or something right. after that, or something else. You know, a transient, a, tra- a software transient designer like Wave Smack. I love for transient stuff. So right. maybe well, is that wa- going to be included though? That's then you're down to. <laughs> God, you need yeah. to write the rules up on the right. Six, yeah. six items. I thought it was mate, a, yeah. a casual discussion. Serum. No. Yeah. You got that, your Jennies. Okay. You yeah, got yeah, your yeah, SSL that, sidecar, which that, is a, the SSL sidecar will do. Will do. <laughs> I'm just saying the the benefits of having the hardware inserts and yeah. doing it like that is a is a more kind of modern way because when you've when you've then got your perfect kick, you can print it, and then then it's all there. And I always feel mm-hmm. safer when it's printed because I'm always worried that like my cat's going to run past the, you know, <laughs> something's going to happen, you know, that, you know, it, once it's printed, it's, it, it's committed, yeah. but you've got the best of both worlds, you know? And do you, when you, when you're printing, do you mean, uh, getting from MIDI to your audio or do you mean getting from your, your sample then processed? Do you, do you keep reprinting every time you'd make a change or is it? Um, I just print, well, sometimes some, I, I just print it. So, so it was, um, so it wasn't going through the hardware anymore. It was committed. You know, yeah, I right, basically okay. record, recorded it and bounced it down. And so it was there. Whatever the GCs was doing, it's it's, it's there. And, and it's, you know, it's now as so it's kind of like making your own sample. Commit, committing, yeah. But sometimes yeah. I have actually thought, no, this needs more snap again. I put the snare back through the SSL late, later. You know, I have sometimes done it like a few times, you know, a few times it does... You know, if you need something to pop, that those are the those those are the ones to do it. I mean, everyone yeah. know, everyone knows that, but people less and less now. You know, because they're not working on desks and stuff like that. You know? If you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech Magazine. In this month's issue, we share 100 tips from the pros on songwriting, production, mixing, recording, and loads more. We also give you our verdict on the Moog Matriarch 
two mics from newcomers Austrian Audio, and we also try out the Behringer VC340 vocoder. In our interviews, we talk to up-and-coming house producer Cody Curry about process and ping-pong, we find out about London producer O'Flynn's sampling approach, and we have a stack of tutorials for Logic, Cubase, Live, Reason, and Studio One. You'll find all that and more in this month's issue. Subscribe now at musictech.net. So you've got three more items left. Three it's a pretty more. good studio so far, though. Yeah. I think, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You've only got what? one. You've only got serum now. I mean, what are you going to do for drums? Me. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do for drums? Because if we're talking about, if we've got logic and we've got all the bundle, then maybe you can yeah. use the EHX24, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you can it still that. works. Still That's works. Fine. I mean, I'm a big MPC guy, so <clears throat> let's put an MPC. X or live or what? So modern one, you don't yeah. really go vintage. You go for a modern. No, modern modern ones. Just just because, um, yeah. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. The old ones probably sound amazing, and I have had a few of them. But again, like just integrating it, integrating it. You know, just workflow. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. I could have an MPC sixty, but on an MPC sixty. 170 BPM is not the same as 170 BPM on Logic. You know, there's, there's timing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's time yeah. as, as, as the MPC, they've done a really good job with the new MPCs because they, they are software controllers, but they definitely have the sound. They, they sound, they sound different. They, they, they really, they really snap. They've got whatever they, 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 they there's some built in kind of limit. Do you find yourself working in a different way when you approach? Uh, like, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. And you, you program drums in a different way and, and they, they come out really, you know, you, you come out with some crazy ideas. I mean, the MPC, I don't know why I didn't forget, forget. It's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a, you know, uh, my brain's been a bit slow. So the MPC is clearly something that's a, a special piece of gear for you for, and has been for a very long time. Is it still part of your creative process? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I was trying to use the MPC two thousand XL back in the day, and trying to use program drum and bass drums on it. And it, this is before it had any; it didn't have like a key editor or anything. So you, you missed a note. You would be obviously it would quantize it, but it was, it was tricky to build. I was trying to build whole tracks in this thing. It was, it was, you know, like you'd you'd slow it down to like put a little part in and speed it up. Uh, so, but now, now the. Uh, the MPCX and the live they are, they have and the Renaissance well when they brought that out they had the software integration so it's it's, it's a little door in itself actually and so I used that loads on the last album the MPC live I think would be my desert island one because it works off batteries and it's it's six hours when it's charged it, it runs for six hours just totally portable and so I was like taking my I have an MPC in my car just put the orcs into the car and just like being a Soho car park working on working on tunes, just blasting it out. And what one of them made them to the album actually is, is uh, the title track, Atomic Funk. And it's like, it's it, you can hear it's definitely like MPC heavy. Like it, it, you would have never programmed that in a in a door in the same way, you know, it's, you know, it's just a different way of working. So That's cool. So you kind so of, you'll have logic, but you might have an MPC that you just sit at the back If of I'm studio. stuck for ideas, you'll never, you'll never go wrong with an MPC if you're really stuck. And in fact, it's, I haven't been doing much of the MPC stuff recently. I need to sort of like, I'm going to Australia for a little tour next week uh, for about three weeks. And I need to, I need to pack that maybe rather than a laptop and kind of just come back. You just come back with a lot of ideas on it. Yeah. And not be, have the pressure of the blank logic screen as well. Like, you know, that yeah, kind of, yeah. do you get the same thing with the, with the sequencer in mm. the MPCX though? Mm. Do you have like blank screen fear? no, because it's because because it's smaller or what? Um, because 
I have to be honest, uh, I have my own samples. I have a SD card that has all my sample library on mm-hmm. it. But it comes with some really good samples and loads of sounds built into it. So I might just start with a few of their sounds, then load a few of my sounds. It, 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 it's as much to do with they've got quite a nice library that just comes with it. Right. And it's what you do with that. Like It's not the same as having like the same folder. Because the way you use it in the MPC, you might put in 16-level modes and do the tune. Do, I, I don't know. It's just... I suppose not having I, I, a keyboard must must change things as well. Do you, do you use keyboard much? Um, yeah, I do, yeah, I do. I do. Because I was so, so that that would that always annoyed me. You know, you trying to use a QWERTY keyboard to play stuff on a laptop is it? Mm. Yeah, don't get me wrong; it can be done. I have done mm. it, and it's fine. But what the, about uh, a MIDI keyboard? That's what I mean. It's like I think sometimes programming it's a different interaction. Yeah, isn't yeah, it, when it, you're is using to- pads. it is totally. Even when di- you're playing you're, chords you're, and you're going to program drums in a totally unique, unorthodox kind of like way. You're not going to do a simple like drum and bass two step beat. You're going to do something, you, you know, because you you just it's funky. It's a funky machine. And also as well, uh, yeah, you, you do have the blank page, but it's a two bar loop and it's constantly going around and mm-hmm. you're just constantly adding stuff to it. And if it, if it feels boring, you just start adding more stuff. And it, it like, and, and that's the thing about the NPC is that it, nothing ever feels congested. If you add another hi-hat on top of another hi-hat and you add some more stuff, it always feels like it's working with its same internal groove. So, so what I do is I'll keep on building stuff up on the NPC and adding stuff, it'll be a bit like a drop, and you just just keep on adding stuff. And then what I do is I'll take that sequence and then copy that to that might become sequence two, and I'll copy the sequence, and I'll use the mute pad function, and I'll un you know I'll mute the bass and all the little bits, and maybe it'll just have a little pad, and that will be playing. And it, so it's, it's got all it's got some elements of what I was working on that's part of the drop. But it's just it's just cycling on the two bar loop, and then you'll just suddenly go from sequence one to sequence two, and suddenly it feels like a drop. And it's an amazing feeling when, you know, because because it, it's all uniform because it's you know you've only just muted out parts, and of you course these are things you can do in a door, but like you can arrange so quickly, it's like suddenly like, oh wow, that sounds you know like, what because sometimes when you're working on a drop, you, you you're caught in the moment and you're working on the same thing and hearing the same sounds. It's when you strip it all away. And then you hear something stripped away and then hear something coming in. And again, with everything, works. suddenly it's like, yeah, that works, you know. And and that um, that that is something I'll never get over. I love that. That's, you know, that's and the a, modern ones still have that sort of same vibe. They right? have the same swing in them. They have all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's four out of six. We've four got out of six. two more to go. Right, okay. Two yeah. more to go. Okay. Surprisingly. See, is he? Yeah, it's pretty. You can yeah. get through them. You can yeah. get through them. See, uh, API 2500 bus compressor. Really gone hardware again. Gone hardware yeah. again. Yeah, just just using all the stuff that I use in my room, man. But like, <laughs> I you know like um, I mean, I bought a bit of new kit kit recently. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to trash people's stuff. But it was the Emperor's New Clothes. It's one bit of kit that everyone's been talking about. It's kind of analog processing and like you know saturation stuff. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. It was like it was. Um, I mean, everyone's got their own different things, you mm-hmm. know. But it was kind of interesting, like a bought this bit of kit thinking I was going to love it. And it's like, no, this doesn't work for me. You know, so there are, there are bits of analog kit that don't, don't work in, in, in what I do, but the AP API 2500's bus compressor is like serious. So on the SSL sidecar, we don't have a a, a G series bus compressor on that though. That's just channel strips. So you're using the API. So you choose the API over like a a G series bus compressor. Um, Yes and no, like it's it's weird. So the API twenty five hundred is really good for jungle sound and stuff. So if you're like got an Amen break and an eight oh eight, and you 
you smash that in an in a, in a API 2500, it suddenly sounds like jungle. You know, it's got like the the bass comes up like a cushion underneath. You know, like it, it compresses in that. It's not so good for like modern drum and bass, but for like old jungle raw, like. So like, is that what you're Spy making? Spy would love it. This is what I keep on telling about yeah. Spy. He needs to get one of these. So I'm like, mate, you you would love this. You would love it. But it's also really good for vocal. Like I actually use it for compressing vocals as well. Not when I'm tracking vocals, but afterwards when I need more compression, um, it's really good for compression, just good for squashing anything mm. basically. And like horns or a- 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 anything just, it's just really versatile, but um, it's funny. I don't like it so much for like a real modern sort of drum and bassy kind of mix up, but for something that's rough and raw and like, big 808s and breaks it feels there's something feels 90s about it. it's probably the op amps well like and if you turn the um the uh makeup gain up and turn it there you get the op amp saturation and stuff right. and you know it's it's a, it's a cool bit of gear so that makes you down to your last item that's five so yeah oh, five. Okay. you have to round this off Whoa. i'm uh yeah. but What's interesting for me so far, like, say, so you're choosing a lot of stuff. But I guess the Genelics are kind of out, out there, kind of in terms of budget, and they're a bit yeah. more. Fan- but you haven't chosen any items, like you know. I thought when we start decided to do oh, this it's podcast, just desert island, yeah, well, yeah. I, I just thought that people would go for like, yeah, I'll have a CS80, a Fairchild, true, really expensive stuff. But you've I chosen spe- stuff that you know and love. Forever. I suppose I suppose just because it's working for me right yeah. now, and it's like you know we're at a point now where things can't get any any uh, they can get better but like they're like i say if you can't make something within logic with the with the stock plugins you can make a hit anyone can make a hit with that mm. you know it, it, kit is just kit it's it, it, it is just that and um you know when you you find a little system that works for you you become quite passionate about it so you do have those like desert island item things but you know, I'm. I I think about. It, I'm like, you know what? I don't. I don't know whether I really need that. I mean, I would love. You know, so like, one last item. Well, then, well, I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but going back to the SSL, I, I guess I would love a nine thousand or something. You know, like, you know, if you had a mo- you know, you, 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 then the, would you get rid the, of the sidecar though? Yeah, get rid. Yeah, yeah. Get rid, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, get, so rid like, get rid of the sidecar. Get rid of the sidecar. You got a nine thousand. So you got a nine thousand. Like, that's the Dr. Dre's. You know, I've seen. Yeah. I always. I'm always like looking at pictures of uh, Dr. Dre's studio. He's always on this like ninth. I think it's like 96 inputs. I think he got some 4,000 modules put in his 9,000 somehow customized, which is pretty cool. So Kit. that leaves you still one item then because you, you've got rid of the sidecar. Oh, you've replaced it with the 9,000. What do you know, That's God? Like, uh, you don't have to have it if you don't want it. If you I, want to give I, it away. Is this, a, is this a bit of kit? Yeah. Yeah, a, a bit, bit of kit. Uh, oh, I don't Maybe you want UAD. You were talking about that, but you yeah, yeah, the UAD is really good. Uh, I suppose, I suppose again that MDW EQ. I suppose that Massenburg EQ. It's high, I, like I, highly underrated. That thing is. I mean, I've known top engineers. I've seen. I, I've seen. I've been to a few uh, Maloko's uh, like open days, and I've seen engineers. And someone asked, "Why are you using that plugin?" He said, "Because it's the best. It's only di- only one that actually works in the box." And I kind of agree with him. Like, like it's the best digital EQ. And you see a lot of engineers use it, but when I try and tell like other producers friends, they're like, "Yeah, not really bothered about it," you know. But it's it's so clean, you can use it on the mix buses. I mean, it's based on the GML but eight two hundred, I think, or whatever you know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 it, it's vanilla looking, but it does the job. It's pretty um, pretty in, indispensable. So the studio side is complete. <laughs> it's complete. Yeah, we've got yeah some beautiful house in Bath. 
we've got some blinds, we've got some windows and view, but we're locking it out. We're locking it out. We can, yeah, we're, we're, gonna... we're electric blinds going yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, electric, yeah. Yeah. Blackout yeah. blinds. Blackout blinds. You've got yeah. it. You've got okay. it. And then we've got these, these the big Genelex. Yeah. And we've got... Serum. Serum. Yeah. We've got the SSL 9000 <laughs> just because why not? Why right? not? Why yeah. not? Yeah, it's yeah, your yeah. choice. Why not? Why not? Um, an MPC X or live? Live, yeah. I think I'd have, yeah, I'd go for the live because it's yeah. battery operated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take it and take it into the park. And then the Massenburg. Uh, the API 2500 yeah. bus compressor. Yeah. And yeah. then rounding off with the... That's quite a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, it's that's good, nice, good stuff. Nice <laughs> to, to be fair, you could get all done with that desk. <laughs> we just say the 9,000 and get... And, and 9,000 we, we could have been gone an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it comes to, like, the non-gear-related side. It's, yeah. like, what's... what's? I tell, you what, I tell you what I'd have. This is... No one else would have this. I'd have a, I'd have a slush puppy machine in the side of the studio. <laughs> What, so well, you've you know, got you all see, this you see, you see, yeah, you and see, you've got this slush puppy yeah, 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 yeah. stuff the that stuff that the slush puppy is not going off like you know <laughs> It might, it might, what, red and blue, the red and blue. Classic. It might, it might be like a Tango Ice Plus. I might go, oh. like, I might go modern, but like, I, I don't know, like, yeah, 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 something like that, something like that. Because I, I actually know, I actually know about this because a, a Tango Ice Blast machine needs a ca- gas canister because I, I knew the guy that ran the burger stand at Motion, <laughs> and he said, yeah, no, no, you, you need a can of CO two like gas to to run a, run a Tango Ice Blast machine, but you know. That's what I, I mean, studio. you can't say that you wouldn't want one of those right now on this yeah. hot, sweaty day. Yeah, with the aircon off in it. Aircon though, off, yeah. like, you know, slush yeah. puppy. I mean, yeah. w- wouldn't be good for your arteries and stuff, but, you know, it'd be good for the <laughs> energy levels. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, when you see people, they've got an arcade machine in there. It's like, it's like oh, come on, man. Come slush on. puppy. Slush puppy, slush yeah. Puppy. <laughs> Have all, with all the flavours, all the flavours. All the yeah. flavours, yeah. 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 Is your dream studio after yeah. all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're well, so welcome to come and have a sus puppy of your choice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> in. <Thank laughs> well, you, you're Bird. welcome. No worries. Thank so, you guys. Slush puppies all around now. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favourite podcasting app and also think about rating and reviewing Music Tech's My Forever Studio. Don't forget to check back every Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>